Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. From the post-millennial, and our heart goes out to the folks suffering the devastation in Turkey and our prayers. It's being reported now more than 2,300 dead after a devastating earthquake and the aftershocks in Turkey and Syria. I've heard, I think, the number's even higher than that now, potentially by thousands more. The death toll has surpassed 2,300 after a Massive 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Turkey and Syria around 4.17 a.m. on Monday. Both countries have declared a state of emergency. They are looking for survival, survivors under the rubble. The pictures are, are staggering when you see the collapsed buildings and everything buried under the rubble. A second 7.5 magnitude earthquake struck a few minutes later at 4.24 a.m., approximately 60 miles north of the first quake's epicenter. The first quake's depth was up to 10 miles, according to the U.S. Geological Survey, and had aftershocks reaching 6.7 on the Richter scale. Tremors reverberated as far away as Israel and Cairo in Egypt. That is incredible. And you hope that this causes people in the middle of this horrific experience to turn and realize that the only hope is found in the God of the universe and his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you pray that once again there will be an outflow, an overflow of Christian humanitarian efforts rushing in there, uh, not just governments like the U.S. And the UK sending relief, but Christian organizations, and that would cause people to turn. Jesus spoke about this kind of devastation in the end. He said, in the last days you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation. There will be earthquakes and famines and pestilence of all kinds. And we've seen that. And in fact, that's why I have a very simple view of the end of the age, a very simple view that Christ came at his first advent, was crucified, was resurrected, ascended into heaven. It is now the last days, the time of the church where the gospel is being proclaimed to the ends of the earth and people are being beckoned to repent and put their faith in Christ. And we know it's escalating to the end because there are these accumulating birth pangs that are increasing in intensity and frequency as we near the end. Things like earthquakes and floods and all these type things. Jesus predicted it, and he said, if someone says uh, there is uh, the Messiah, there is the coming anointed one out in the wilderness, don't go, don't follow. There's going to be false prophets and liars. We've seen that as well. But we will know when the Son of Man appears and his sign appears in the heavens, and all the nations will see that the king has returned. He will claim his people, he will claim victory and usher in his eternal kingdom. Judgment on the nations 
and his eternal kingdom. That's the only hope, and that's what we hope during times of crisis like this, that that message goes out and people turn to the Lord. Hopefully, when you see something like this in the news, your mind is going to the very clear and accurate witness of Scripture, proving once again the truthfulness of God and his Christ. So again, be in prayer for the people in Turkey and in Syria. I mentioned this yesterday that I was, I was going to start with this, but I wanted to talk about the, the earthquake in Turkey and not to go from such a serious topic to something absolutely absurd, but we press on in our commentary on the news cycle, free beacon, Biden administration floats a new strategy to address the climate crisis. Here's what it is. Stay home. Don't leave your house. Right. Biden's, quote, blueprint for transportation decarbonization touts remote work and virtual interactions. So here's the best way to decarbonize. And I was talking to my kids the other day, and one of my, my niece had an assignment, this ludicrous, effeminate assignment for public school. She's a senior in high school. Very, very bright student. Brilliant, very successful. And she's getting these waste of a time assignments. Uh, one of them is fill out all of these statistics from your life, data from your life, and find out the size of your carbon footprint. Okay, very proud to say that I believe hers came out to be the largest carbon footprint in the entire class. Way to go, my dear niece. Excellent. Uh, but then you have to come up with ways to reduce your carbon footprint. So see, she suggested things like, I thought this was brilliant, flying private jets to elite meetings like in Davos, Switzerland, um, eating cakes made of human excrement. That's right. That's being pushed in certain environmentalist wacko corners of the world. Um, she had some other uh, great suggestions. Um, only buy her food from local farm markets. Uh, she was being all tongue-in-cheek. But now she can include this. Stay in your home. That's what the leftists are telling us. Don't leave your house. Do you see how anti-image anti bearer environmentalism is? It's an attack on our status as image bearers of God. It's anti-progress. Don't leave your house. Don't socialize. Don't progress. Don't be industrial. Don't build, manufacture, advance, create. Just stay in your home. Be a ward of the state. Be a statistic. We will give, in, give you your government issue bugs we will, for you to eat like house crickets. We will own everything. If there's too many of you, we will force sterilization, abort the babies, and when you get too old and expensive for the nationalized healthcare system, we will euthanize you and kill you. This is top-down control. The plan, which President Joe Biden's Environmental Protection Agency and Energy, Transportation, and Housing Departments released in January. Look at that mouthful. Can we just abolish all of these stupid bureaucratic entities? All of these departments? Just abolish them. The EPA, the Energy Department, the Transportation Department, the Housing Department. Let's create more and more departments to run Every hair follicle of your life. That's the point. Bloated government. More regulations. Anyway, 
All of these departments worked together and released this in January. The plan aims to, quote, eliminate nearly all greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector by 2050. That's right. There will be no more gas emissions, carbon monoxide, or cars coming out of the transportation sector in less than 30 years. That's it. 200 plus years of the industrial revolution since the 1800s, which has brought about some of the greatest advancements and accomplishments and achievements for mankind and progress in quality of life so that the poor can have heat. And in the hot summers, in hot areas, you can have air conditioning and man can be even more effective and efficient with his work, with his creative ingenuity. We're going to toss all of that and in less than 30 years, no more fossil fuel or transportation emission. After Within, within a mere 100 plus years of the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, 100, 150 years, we were going from horse and, horse and buggy to vehicles, to planes, to spaceships, to landing on the moon. But that, that's no good for human progress. We've got to kill that. No, you know, what, you know what the globalists and the socialists and the Marxists and the humanists see in that? What they see is wealth and power and freedom, and they come in and they the goal is to slay the beast, kill the cash cow, and take over it, take it over and own all of it. This isn't to stop emissions. This is to dominate and take over the energy sector and the energy creating industry of the economy, the fossil fuel industry. Take it over so that you then own energy. You own the engine and the power of the economy, and you can dominate the society. Subject the people as slaves take away all their freedoms and own all the property and amass to yourself all the wealth and power. That's all this is. It's a power grab at the energy sector, which is the engine of a free economy. Fossil fuels are the engine of a free economy. And you know, I'm tired of this as well while I'm on the topic. You see this in education. You see this in the media. You see it everywhere. Slamming the industrial revolution. It was abusive of workers, human rights violations. It was the wealthy uh, gaining their wealth off the backs of slave labor it was a polluting of the natural environment it was the it was the the ugliest moment in the history of capitalism where capitalism came into its own and took over society no the industrial revolution listen listen are you listening mark my words the industrial revolution let me get close to the mic the industrial revolution was glorious glorious a massive leap forward for mankind and the product of christianity Christian freedom, Christian ingenuity, and the gospel being exercised over a society. Freedom to create and advance. Now, it doesn't mean that the Industrial Revolution or any movement in society or any society in itself is perfect and free and flawless and without sin or without being marred by the fall. I get it. But as a whole picture, the Industrial Revolution was glorious. It was a step forward for freedom and progress and wealth for all of mankind. It benefited all of mankind. And it was the result of Christianity and a free economy. And the globalists hate that because something like the Industrial Revolution keeps people free, owning their own life and property, and therefore 
free to the greatest extent, able to live and think and worship on their own. It is part and parcel with religious freedom. See, Christians don't get that. That's why I make a big deal on this show. That's the point of this show, is to help Christians understand where their Christian religious values intersect society, politics, culture, and history. Because we've compartmentalized them and people don't know how to think and assess the Industrial Revolution and say, that was a good advancement for for Christian civilization. None of that. Fossil fuels are glorious. Fossil fuels are the engine of freedom. Fossil fuels and uh, transportation and the energy sector are uh, the cornerstone to freedom. They are the engine of freedom. So back to this ridiculous article, I digress. So they aim to eliminate nearly all greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector in less than 30 years, mostly through a transition to electric vehicles, even though, even though the people who, who repudiate the Industrial Revolution, they know and we know and everybody knows that electric cars are extremely horrible pollutants because they have to be charged by electricity that comes from fossil fuel Power plants, coal, nuclear power plants. It, you got to get the electricity from somewhere. And they have these electric batteries, which are filled with all kinds of elements. When, and disposing them of them is, is an extreme, quote-unquote, pollutant issue. The manufacture of these vehicles, and it's also on the backs of laborers who are in some of the worst conditions in the third world, around the world, Mining for all of these elements, lithium, uh, uh, I can't remember now, some sort of element that begins with the letter C, but mining for all of these elements all around the world in third world horrible conditions in Marxist socialist nations. But no, electronic vehicles are the future. They're horrible and they don't sell and they're too expensive and nobody wants them. And it's only the elites that can get them. But they're going to take all of our cars away. Fossil fuel vehicles, gas-powered vehicles, those are the vehicles of the poor and the middle class, even though I hate talking in terms of class. This is an elitist mentality. Also included in the plan, however, is a controversial call to reduce, quote, commuting miles through, quote, an increase in remote work and virtual engagements, including in education. So here's their idea. Take away all the gas-powered cars from the plebes. Only the elites get to drive the wealthy, expensive electric cars as self-righteous Pharisees and feel good about themselves. And everybody else, stay home, don't socialize, stay in your houses, and be a government statistic. Work from home, learn from home. And by the way, you're not even going to be permitted to go to church anymore because that's a strain on the environment and increases your carbon footprint. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Environmentalism, as I say day in and day out, and I will continue to say, is a complete scam. It is a humanist, effeminate worldview, and the goal is dominating us and destroying our freedom and liberty as image bearers and citizens of a free republic. Tomorrow, I will get to some more alerts on illegal immigration. See you then.